are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Hey, this is Ronja Kaminski from the Pinpricks. Greetings from Germany, and you are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. Welcome to another edition of... Whatever podcast you want to say it is, because <laughs> we keep having new people on it. Welcome to the Whatever It Is podcast. What? It's, it is what it is. <laughs> so it's called Freeform. Yeah, yep. Freeform. So, we are. And so we? on the What It Is It Is Whatever It Is podcast, we have the guy who started talking just like how I do. Um, hey, how are you doing, Eric Jordan? Good, Lee. How are you doing today? I'm doing not bad. And for you, All right. for you, uh, if you know him on Facebook, he's got Eric Jordan, RMCP, stands for the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, which I is now let go. which is now <laughs> defunct because those two can't get along. Freaking, we need to put those two in a room and beat them in the head and say, it's "Get back like together, man." Lee walked back in Van Halen. Yeah, <laughs> you you could say that it stands for really cool music person. You know, that, that that's the other yeah. thing. You know, if they say, what's RMCP? Say, I'm a really cool music person. <laughs> All right. I like that. <laughs> well, get, get, yeah. them, get them in a room and go, this is like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, man. You got to create the podcast to save the world, man. Come on. Oh, God, don't spoil it for me. I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> well, no, you know that's from the first movie where they were going to create it. Oh, yeah. It. Yeah. I'm like, don't spoil the new one for me. I still haven't seen it. I've watched it twice. I bought it. I bought it on Amazon. I watched it twice already. I've never seen any of them. And as far as I'm concerned, whatever. You know? The first I saw was the Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. When I was a little kid, that was actually the first one I saw. And then my mom, we went to Walmart and she bought the first one. She was like, you'll like this movie. Go check it out. And I love those movies. It's been a while since I watched them, but I'm gonna, probably going to have to do that tonight. Yeah, I'll up. have to watch it, but I mean, I'll have to shut it off when they do the God Gave Rock and Roll to You too, because oh, I on. like that it's song. That's at I the end like of the movie, song. though. That's at the end of the movie. Oh, oh I, well, then yeah, during the credits. I'll shut it off. Well, well, then I'll shut it off during the credits. Hey, yeah, that's fine. That's <laughs> yeah, all the movie. The you know, I actually like that song by Kiss. I, I don't like it. I, I actually do love that song. <laughs> I don't like I, I, it, I, I said. Part where they do the, where they just do the singing and they cut off music. I yeah. love it just for that part right there. Yeah, that That's part's awesome. Oh, God. All right, whatever. Thank That's, you for being on our show. Metal, so that vocal no, performance okay. of Eric Carr on the Kiss record. Hey, uh, Eric, yeah, I, I was going to joke with you a little bit. I was going to say, since uh, that podcast is defunct, you should change your name to Eric Jordan Freeform. No, <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. If you're going to have to opinions to like Mark and, here, like, then, then, then yeah. <laughs> I don't want Ian and uh, Ralph to get mad at me. Ralph's already mad at me. I don't need him mad at me anymore. But, uh, you have uh, to worry about me getting mad because if you're already both talking about a song you like that I don't, it's it's already starting to. No, no. I, I'm I'm going to mellow out. Well, he could call. He could change his name to. Uh, Eric Jordan uh, Gershman podcast, <laughs> um, or, 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 or argues with Gershman, or or says stuff Gershman doesn't like. No, 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 no. Actually, um, 
you know, I'm, I'm, um, it's all good. I, I just like to get out a little bit of my anger um, um, in the beginning of the podcast <laughs> so then I don't have it later. Of course, it means I get angry later anyway, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to at least take it out a little bit first. Hey, well, no, that anger equals ratings or views, whatever. Yeah, your- um, <laughs> yeah, I try I mean, to get... The thing I- is, nobody ever listens to my advice. I mean, um, <laughs> but, but, but I mean, as long as they listen to me at all, I guess I'm okay. Well, I got my trigger words when I want to get him angry. I just say Bon Jovi. Don't. No. <laughs> or I, I wish, or I, I, I that Bon Jovi episode like oh, uh, no episodes <laughs> to get like a to get an idea. And I, I was like, I need to listen to this Bon Jovi episode again. No. <laughs> or you just say Fairport Convention. Hey, sucks. no. <laughs> 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 And then, then he gets riled up. He says, I'm going to lose my voice, you fucker. <laughs> well, this time you said it, so I don't have to say I'm going to lose my voice, you fucker. <laughs> you know, I don't want to burp and cough, so I'm trying to yell, but not as much. <laughs> I remember when he was living at his sister's house, and she goes, what the hell is going on in there? Why are you yelling so much? It's pissing me off. <laughs> She's, he said he scared the kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then I had to tell them later, I'm going to be on a podcast. I'm, on, I'm going to be yelling. So if you hear me, don't get afraid. You know? All right. And I had to keep saying it over and over again. And, uh, damn. Damn. Kind of like, if I'm falling on the floor, it's because I meant to. It's not because I drank a whole quart of whiskey. <laughs> Dang, I thought you... Don't you get to a time where you drink whiskey and you don't get buzzed? Yeah, I haven't drank whiskey in a long time, but... Um, I mean vodka. Well, either one. Um, <laughs> there's a time when I drink it and I go, okay, it's time to stop. <laughs> I know. It's like, not now, but <laughs> but it does happen. That's just funny, man. I can't believe you passed out. You did an Ian and Ralph because they pulled passed out on a podcast. <laughs> Bill Wang did. We're, we're talking about uh, this View A3, Bill Wang passed out as well on the show. Oh, I know. I remember that was the Judas Priest episode, wasn't it? So no, it was, uh, I thought it was Judas Priest one too. It was the 1983 year in review. Oh, yeah. He just like passed out. <laughs> I, was I, um, I, mean, I think um, Ralph was the best, though, where he, because, I mean, he threw up. He had a little extra to it. Dang. Yeah, I, but, I mean, with me, I think that it's that what happened was we were talking about um, more than just the studio albums. We were talking about practically everything, and I'm like, man, this is just a little bit too much. And then well, so finally I was like, show okay. Were you reviewing an Iron Man album? Like a new one? Uh, Book of Souls? Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about Book of Souls. That should put me to sleep. <laughs> oh, there's a 30 song about Blimp on there. Like, come on. Hey, I oh, think, you like, mean there was a, a, are you saying that there was um, an episode where there was like 30 minutes of silence? <laughs> I'll take 30. The silence over that song. God oh, damn! Did we play wow. that song? I don't remember. I, I hate that song. I was just 
they need to hide the Rush albums from Iron Man. It's like you can't do Rush like you're Maiden. Like stop trying. I like yeah. Focus Souls. <laughs> uh, There's some good four minute songs Rush on there. The way here. <laughs> What's that? There's some good four minute songs on that album though. Yeah, they did. I don't know. They just need a producer to tell them no. Like just no. Yeah. Pull out. Maybe they should you get Terry Brown. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> all right man so we got eric on here and he picked the album uh, rage from rage for order by queen's right it's, it's a second it was between that or empire that i was empire. like empire i hate so it may make an uh, interesting episode but then uh mark was like no I'll do rage for order because that was my second favorite next to mind crime yeah i don't think lee likes empire i want to save that when i want to get him really riled up um <laughs> <laughs> Me and me will both agree on that one. That, that is, uh, to me, that was the downfall. Oh, I was like, oh, here's some of the 90s. Let's suck now. I love Jet City Woman. That song is amazing. Oh, dude, I'll tell you this. When, but that's when like I, one song out of a whole album. Empire is a great when, song, too. When, I'll put you yeah. like this. When, <laughs> I had, when I had Empire, I actually say that I used to drink when I heard it, and I fell asleep for most of it, so I can't tell you what I think of it. Because I, I, I found that the songs put me to sleep. But from what I heard, it just sounded like, Hush, little baby, don't say a word. Oh, yeah, Mom is going to buy you a crappy Queen Strike record. You know, I, pl <laughs> I played that Empire album so much, I got burned out of it. And somebody took my, uh, my uh, freaking, what is it, Unlawful Carnal Knowledge CD by Van Halen. And me and my friend traded. I took his unlawful carnal knowledge. He took my Queen's Rock Empire. But then I wanted huh. Empire back and I he went won that it. trade. Huh? <laughs> I think he won that trade. <laughs> I love both albums, man. Oh, man. I'll I think, think uh, like, on, I going like, from I'll one album, Empire, right? going over for unlawful car carnal knowledge. Well, I, like I would how say they... one crap album versus one crap album. It's like, here's a turd, take a turd. Like, here, I'll Pass some them back and forth. For some dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> some what? I'll trade you some cat shit for some dog shit. You know, yeah, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's funny because uh, I, I loved Empire, but then I got burned out of it, and I wanted Unlawed for Color Knowledge. Um, like that was me that I get burnt. I've gotten burnt out on it over time. But you know what's cool? When they re-released that out, when it, they added bonus tracks to it, they put the song from uh, uh, freaking, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Ford Fairlane on there. Uh, last, yeah, last time in Paris. About, I love that song, dude. It messed oh. me up though, because when you know I grew up in the CD age, and like when I first got that CD, I thought those songs were part of the album, and I hate that about the bonus tracks. Like sometimes with CDs, like Futurations, they're gonna think like, oh, this is part of the album. Yeah. Well, like uh, my friend, I have a friend who, uh, you know, if you get the chance, check his band out. They're called Enemy from New Jersey. Uh, my friend Danny, though, he's a huge Queensryche fan, and, uh, like, we listen to Priest and stuff. He thought Prisoner of Your Eyes was actually released on the Scream for Vengeance album by Priest. And I had to tell oh. him, like, no, that's, like, that's a bonus track from, like, the Turbo recordings. Wow. <laughs> there are people like end up thinking, like, oh, this is part of the original album. Nah, that was... Uh, the only song... Yeah. I didn't really care for Scarsboro, Scarsboro Affair. <laughs> the other bonus track they put on Empire. I was like, fuck, this song bores me. <laughs> well, you know that they did... Uh, 
they did a Joan Baez song. Huh? Joan Baez? They, yeah, they did a Joan Baez song, Juice Priest. Really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, Priest. I thought you were talking about Oh, is that where you... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, but Juice Priest did um, Diamonds and Rust. I'm actually looking it up right now because three of the, the three bonus tracks, I like um, Dirty Little Secret and Last Time in Paris. And, like, there, I mean, there are two songs from Empire. I'd have probably changed those two songs out with those two. But I think those songs are a lot better. I love those. I love Della yeah. Brown, too. I love that bass and the, the atmosphere of that song. Oh, I, that was the one song I didn't like. Was uh -huh. that, that was the songs I don't like. I felt it was just too long. Uh -huh. I thought it was just too long and didn't really need it. Well, let's stop yeah. inter uh, doing Empire because we need well, to we're doing like Empire right now. <laughs> I know. Let's stop doing that. And let's talk about Rage for Order, which is Queensryche's oh, yeah. second studio album by the American progressive metal band Queensryche. Released still call it their third. on June 20... <laughs> well, because the EP. Uh, June 27, 1986. I love the bonus of the EP. It makes it a big album. Uh, a bonus... <laughs> this is released on... Uh, the album was re-released on May 6, 2003 with four bonus tracks, which we're not going to talk about because they're just live tracks. doesn't do anything yep. for the album, but they're cool, killer live tracks if you guys want to check those out. So, um, Eric, why is this one of your favorite Queensryche albums? Um, this is one of, uh, like I said, it's tied with Mind Crime. Um, it's just, man, it, the way it flows together as an album is great. The songs are very strong and... Uh, it's it's very different. It's an album I did not like at first, and I think most people can agree with me. Like most people that do like the album, it, it is a grower. Like it takes a couple listens to really get into it because it's very different. But I mean, I guess that's why why I like Queensrÿche is like it's they're very out there, but um, it's still very good. Like each album kind of makes you think a little bit in a way. Yeah. But, uh, it's it's a great album, start to finish. There's only one song on there that I think is kind of like, eh, but like, I you know, I wouldn't say it's a bad song. I bet it's the same song that I go, eh, but it's not a bad song. <laughs> I think a lot, I think we're gonna agree on this one. <laughs> Maybe there's there's one that I think that way too. I'd be interested to see if we all think that way. Oh, well, we all... I think we're all gonna agree on which song is the. <laughs> Like, least favorite. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then we get, uh, Lee, any history on this album? You said you bought it when you first got it? Yeah. Um, um, I actually um, decided to buy the EP and Warning and this all on the same day. So at that time, I really wasn't drinking alcohol. I was sniffing snuff, which was scotch tobacco that you have in powdered form and you sniff up your nose and it's like like inhaling a lot of black pepper it's it's it just <laughs> kind of makes you sneeze and it doesn't really get you high but it was the closest thing i was getting into at that time and i um remember the ep was mm, not quite my thing and neither was warning but i heard this and i was like wow this is great this to me is is queen strike on their game so for me i liked it when it first came out and it was um a fantastic record and then of course when mind crime came out i thought oh my god this is awesome too so i'm glad that this album is picked because people think about mind crime as being one of the best albums 
But then again, when they do that, and if they forget about this album, then they're forgetting that there was also good music on this that is definitely worth hearing. And so I'm, I'm really happy that we're doing this review because this, this is my kind of music. Well, uh, right. you're, we already did Mind Crime with the fake Lee, Lee. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Lee Sinclair, so you're the real Lee. She was the fake one. Uh, yeah. We did Mind Crime 1 and 2, which were kind of like one of her, two of our biggest episodes with her for some reason. Because she likes metal. That's all she would want to do. Uh -huh. Metal. You know? But, uh, I think, yeah, Queen Strike's very... They're metal, but they're very out there. Um, and that's why... That's why it took me a, it took me a while to get in Queensryche because uh, the first you know I was a young kid getting into you know heavy metal with you know Kiss Iron Man Judas Priest and I heard the EP first and it blew me away but then when I think it was a song from this album or from Maze of Warning or Empire that I heard next and I was like oh like this is weird you know and I heard a couple more songs and it took me a while to really get into Queensryche past uh, the EP. Well, it's like me. I, I this album. I heard the saw the video. I think it's the only video they did for this album. We'll, we'll talk about that. I later. love that video. Uh, but uh, I think it's the only video they did. And but the thing is, I got in Queensrÿche on Operation Mindcrime. Uh, I started listening to. Them. I said, "Man, this is very progressive. I love progressive rock because I'm a huge Rush fan." And yeah. so I went back and got this album because I remembered it. And then I went back and got the EP and the warning. Oh, this shit rules. And then I heard Queen <laughs> of the Reich and I was like, oh, fuck, listen to that voice. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like where were Reich? you when you first heard Jeff Tate's voice? That's oh, my like, God. It's a mind-blowing experience. It's that. And uh, I compare him to Michael Sweet in the, in this, in the notes here. So, um, oh, okay. so we let's get into this album. Let's start with the first track. Which I would have picked as a, uh, an opening track to pick, but you guys picked four tracks, and I decided not to pick a track since we're only since we're playing four. Uh, Walk in the shadow. Actually, I wanted to pick this track, but I, I was between two tracks, but you picked. I wanted to too, but I was like, ah, I feel like everyone's gonna want to pick that one, so Probably. I tried making my choice like different. So, what do you think of Walk in the Shadows, uh, bleh, Eric? Oh, dude, I love this song, and to me, I think honestly. This is essential Queensryche. If someone I knew like uh, wanted to like be like, hey, I don't know this Queensryche band, what do you recommend? I'd tell them play Walk in the Shadows because it's hard rocking enough where it's not going to kind of scare someone off with the progressiveness, but it just has the right amount of like progressive elements to it that it, I feel the song is just like the essential Queensryche song. Great hard rocking song. I just love it. Always gets me in the mood. Uh, great opening tune. What did you think about it, uh, Lee? Yeah, um, to me, it kind of is slightly Judas Priest-like in the vibe, even though it's not quite Judas Priest. Um, I find that if there were any songs that I think is slightly a little bit less great than some of the others, um, I would say this, but that's like the difference between a song that's a 9 out of 10 compared to a 10 out of 10, it's still very good. It's just that maybe a little bit of the production makes me think that it's still good, but that there's even better songs later. So it's still a very good song, and I still like it. And it's one of the first Queen Strike songs I heard that I actually really liked. So I would say that 
um, it's only because of slight production values that make it maybe 1% less than some of the others. But it's still a very good song. Yeah, uh, this song is killer. Um, killer groove. Scott Scott Rockenfield on drums. What a fucking... Oh, dude, he's one of my favorite drummers. What a fucking I think awesome he's like the drummer. metal Neil Peart. Dude, he's got a groove that nobody else has. Oh, yeah. Even more... He's got a different sound than Neil. And I... Yeah. He's, I listened to this album on headphones, I think, for the first time, getting ready for this. And yeah. I didn't notice all the fills and all the freaking shit he's doing on this fucking album. Oh, dude, for album. real. Like, he's phenomenal. He's he, like, he's... There's a reason he's in my top five. I look at Rockenfield's drumming. Fucking great. Um, and then <laughs> it has the signature dual lead melody guitars... From, uh, yeah, Chris, I love that solo. Yeah, from uh, Chris and Wilton, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Chris DeGarmo and Michael Wilton, man. It's just like when you yeah. hear Queensryche, you hear, you know, this Queensryche, man. They have their own guitar sound. It's like Judas Priest with KK. And Jeff with that voice, man. Like, after the solo, he does that scream. It's like, oh my God, that voice is phenomenal. Yeah, and I was, I was, doing some chores yesterday with for my wife going to pick up groceries uh and i was listening to this album getting ready for this podcast yesterday and i had the freaking windows down i have a great stereo system in my car i was just blasting it but i put the bass up too high and it knocked out my amp so i had to turn off the car to reset it <laughs> it was fucking just jamming i had this song on 50 dude and it goes up to sixty. Oh, and it dude. fucking blew. It made the amp get too hot. I had to turn it. I had to turn the bass down. <laughs> Fuck this out. This album rules, and my fucking throat is scratchy right now because I was trying to do. I can't even sing, but I was trying to sing Jeff's high notes. Fuck, I, I, I try and do the Jeff high notes. I mean, I used to in high school. I had a band, so I can kind of sing, but it's like I, you know, I'm not Jeff Tate. You know, no one, no one's Jeff Tate. That guy's a superhuman. Oh my god! And people get on him because his voice isn't as good as it used to be. But I saw him he last. Year, I saw him last year uh, with the solo band, uh, my Operation Mindcrime, and they were phenomenal. And he was great. Oh, dude, his voice got way better. Like he's obviously been working with a vocal coach or something. My buddy Jalen uh, saw him uh, do all of Mind Crime in its entirety in October, I think, and it was phenomenal. Of course, Jeff he like he got like a meet and greet, and Jeff Tate refused to sign his EP. Damn, that's like, oh. I thought it was kind of just... <laughs> Why did he wow. refuse to sign his EP? Because it's Queen's right. Uh, no, he refused to sign because like Jeff hate like I guess you know Jeff Tate still he hates that. Now those first two albums, Queensryche, he's like, uh. he, like Jeff Tate to me is not really like the metal guy. To me, the you know, Wil- the main songwriters were Wilton, DeGuermo, and Tate. Now yeah. Wilton, I thought was the metal guy. Tate was always the progressive guy, more Pink Floydish, Rush kind of guy, and then DeGuermo was kind of in between. DeGuermo's and I the melody. Like, well, I think he's the melody guy. Yeah, and I always because like. You know, if you listen to the EP, I read, you know, all those songs, except Lay War Black, all those songs were written before Tate was even in the band. So, I mean, he's pretty much just singing songs that are already finished. And that's like a very metal-sounding album, whereas when you go to The Warning, when he's finally, like, writing songs, it's very different. You know, it's a lot more progressive in there. It's not just a straightforward metal album. So I always feel Tate just was never really a metal guy. And, like, because of his ego and everything, he probably was just like, I'm not signing this. You know, he's probably like, oh, I didn't really even have anything to do with this, well, those, this EP. 
Those three Operation Mindcrime albums were amazing. I like them. Freaking, it's like oh, progressive yeah. metal again. It's like, damn. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love the new albums with uh, Todd Latore. Yeah, I love you those heard, too. I have all three of those too. Because, like I said, after after Mindcrime, I feel like Queensryche just kind of lost me. And then those new albums with Todd Latore was like, it's a breath of fresh air. It reminds me of the '80s stuff that I loved. Fuck, I loved hearing the Now Frontier. I thought that album was amazing. Oh, that one actually does. That is one of the few that, like, there are some songs. I don't like the album as a whole, but, like, I do love some songs on there. I love uh, uh, Cuckoo's Nest. That's my favorite off of there. Hit, hit the Black, dude. That's my favorite song off that yeah, album. Yeah, that one's good, too. Yep. And uh, so, uh, Lee, I uh, already said what you think. What well, we already said what yep. you think about this song. So let's get to the next song, I Dream in Infrared. What do you think about this one, Eric? Uh, this is definitely one It was a grower because, you know, you hear that rockin', walk in the shadows, and then you have this one, which is kind of melodramatic, and it's definitely them trying something new. So this one was a grower, but now I just, I love it. It's very, like, like I said, very dramatic. And throughout this whole album, it's almost very theatrical. Like, I feel like it's like a movie. Like, I can just picture each song, like, being a different scene or whatever in this movie, and... I love it. I think his vocals are phenomenal. Very melodic song. Very beautiful. Um, but there's definitely one that this is where the experimentation comes in. And this is where it sometimes doesn't, you know, like a metalhead like me may not get it at first. But once you finally get it, it's one of the best songs on the album. What did you think about it, Lee? Oh, yeah. It's a great dreamy song. It's movie-heavy, moody heavy metal yeah i it's like a movie thing to me too and um yeah to me um i i like some of hard rock and metal when i was young i used to play albums that were heavier than what anyone else played but i also liked stuff that wasn't quite as heavy so for me it it touches on all the different categories of stuff that I like and I think that this is a thumbs up two thumbs up for me on this one all right yeah like I say now they bring it down a little Jess voice sounds so sweet and then he hits that high note wow no one could touch him back then well maybe oh, Michael... he was on fire yeah well maybe Michael Sweet could because these voice <laughs> their voices are comparable to me yeah Lizzie Borden too <laughs> You ever listen, I don't know if you really listen to a lot of Lizzie Borden, Mark, but his Lizzie Borden sounds a lot like Jeff Tate. Like he's got a phenomenal voice. I've heard some Lizzie Borden. I, I'm not really into that, but I I want to listen to more of him because I I heard I, a lot of him on Decibel Geek, and I liked what I heard. Yeah, um, yeah, I like I like you. you I like some of his stuff. I liked some of his stuff too. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah, I, I think Lizzie and uh, Striper were on the same li label, Enigma, weren't they? Uh, no, Lizzie was always on Metal Blade. Metal Blade, he oh. still is too. Yeah, but yeah, yeah dude, I, I think you would probably like Visualize the best. Cool, I have to um, check that out. Yeah, check that one out. That's to me, that's a perfect album. And then we get to the uh, third track on the album, The Whisper. What do you think about this one, Eric? Uh, another great song. Kind of picks up the speed again a little bit, a little bit more rocking. Um, again, that chorus, you know, and with those high notes, I think this is a great song. And, uh, 
really one thing you notice a lot about the album is the use of keyboards. Some people say it sounds too dated and too eighties. I feel it fits the tone of the album perfect. It doesn't sound dated, it just adds to that this album has this whole like this this feeling of like vampires yet also has this feeling of like a you know dystopic future and i feel the keyboards add to it so well and create that atmosphere that they're going for and they're so, not overdone yeah exactly it's just used the right amount just to get that sound that they're going for because i know they i think they said they were reading uh interview with a vampire when they wrote this album so like you can definitely tell and mark you are a lost boys fan right just like me yeah uh when can you imagine this al- album being the soundtrack for that movie? I feel it would fit perfectly. Like, these songs would fit with that movie so perfect. I do, too, but that soundtrack, I... I, oh, I, I know. It's, I love that soundtrack, too, so it would okay. be, like, hard. In Excess, Jimmy Barnes, fucking Lou Grant. I love... Oh, dude, that was, like... There was one year, like, one winter, where that was, like... Because, you know, iTunes used to have the plays, like, the play count. Mm-hmm. There was one winter where that song went right to number one on my iTunes play count. I just kept playing it over and over. I love that song. Which one? Yeah. Uh, yeah good the time. bad, bad, the bad, yeah. bad boys. Uh, for, me it, so let's good. Not, let's yeah. not forget Echo and <laughs> No, the no, that's, 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 what that, that, that's what it is. That's, Echo, that, that's the way the soundtrack is to me. Echo and the Bunny Man doing People Are Strange was amazing, too. I yeah, that. that's a good cover. I love that band, though. Echo and the Bunny Man is so underrated. We need to do a freaking episode on them, Lee. I okay, that. I know what album to do. Uh, cool. I'll pick and it then, because uh, I don't think that you can pick the right one, but that's just my <laughs> opinion. Of course you do. And then, uh, of course, the theme song, Cry Little Sister yeah. by Gerard, uh, Gerard McMahon, the same guy that wrote Is That You from Unmasked. I had an album by him that if I could ever find it on download somewhere, I'll, uh, we can do a Gerard McMahon album, but he only yeah. has like one or two songs on um anywhere you know um it's hard to find his stuff except if you look in dollar bins and record stores you can find stuff by him the lost boys yeah. album remi- soundtrack reminds me of rocky four soundtrack it has like a couple known groups and the rest you go who the fuck is this <laughs> oh yeah because yeah there's some weird artists on there it's like i've never heard of this person who's this guy like a rocky four you had robert tepper no easy way out who's that guy but it was a good song. Yeah, I don't even know who he is, really. <laughs> you could just put generic 80s-sounding soundtrack guy, and, like, that's just... Hey, man, that's a good idea. Probably come up with 200 people I haven't heard of. That's our that's our next <laughs> podcast coming out on Friday, generic 80s album. <laughs> oh! We just did that. Uh, we recorded it on uh, Friday, and we're releasing it next Friday. And this album. Ah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Damn it! Shut up. <laughs> All right. So, Lee, what'd you think of this song? Oh, um, this is it's. It sounds kind of like the EP. It's very cool. I I really like this song. This is like, it's hard for me to say much more then I really like this album and, and, and I think that these songs are really cool and that when I used to hear them, I used to hear them on the headphones and stuff and this was a really cool song. I think my dog used to come in my room and I would pet him and pretend that I was whispering to him when I petted him. <laughs> yeah, it's a, this so is, yeah. 
This was a great song. Try, like I said, trying to sing with Jeff in the car yesterday. I blew out my voice a little. Uh, <laughs> I can't sing anyways. And uh, I'll, dude, I'll I'll draw because sometimes I do like DoorDash, make extra cash, and like so when I do that, I just listen to music and I sing along. I'll come home, my voice is all hoarse. I was like, you know what? What were you doing? You know, going cut you off or something? It's like, no, I'm just singing. Yeah, and Jeff is all high on this song too. Uh, oh yeah, like I said, especially that chorus when he just says "listen," when he says "listen," like real high. It's like, damn. Yeah, and it, it's so good, and the dual leads and the keyboards out of the song, not overdone. Yeah. And man, I miss fucking Chris DeGarmo. This this direction yeah, of this dude, band what? went all wonky when he left. <laughs> yeah, dude, and it's like, yeah, because he doesn't really do a whole lot. It ain't like he went and formed like a new band or something. He just kind of lays low now. He just. I mean, he does do stuff still, but, like, nothing really crazy. Well, I, heard he, I, just, I heard he learned to fly a plane, and he's, like, working with yeah, his daughter he's like on an aviator and stuff, yeah. Yeah, but he just basically kind of just spends more time with his family, basically. He just he couldn't deal with, like, being on the road so much at, you know, at some point. Oh, dude, I love Todd, but I would like to see the original Queen Drake get back together and go on tour again. Oh, yeah. Who wouldn't? Uh, sorry, Todd. You could go do your other band, but fucking Jeff is Jeff is amazing. You can do all the. No I think he could do all those notes again, like you're doing. But fuck. When I saw Queens right there with Jeff, they uh, with um, what's his name? Uh, Todd. They opened for Scorpions, and the sound was horrible. I couldn't. I think it was their audio was terrible there. Even yeah. the Scorpions didn't sound that good, but Scorpions kicked it. I just couldn't get into Queens right because it was like. The sound was so bad. <laughs> well, how was the set list, though? Set list was awesome, but the sound was right. like, yeah, I could barely hear it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, too, that's the other thing about Todd. Like, he's like, you know, since he's coming to the band, like, they do a lot of different stuff now, whereas Jeff was kind of like, you know, had his, like, songs that he wanted to do, or, like, Todd, you know, he's a new guy, you know, he wants to, I want he's like, I want to play Queens, Queen of the Reich, I want to play some of this stuff off the warning that hasn't been played, you know, which is kind of cool. Yeah, Todd's a huge fan, and he's a great songwriter, too. Um, yeah. And then we get into the cover track on this album, Gonna Get Close to You. What'd you think of this one, uh, Eric? Oh, my God, this, this was my favorite song off the album for a while, until another one took its place, which we'll find out later. But I love this song, and but it's so weird. It's very different. It's the only song they made a video for too. Which, if you you know you know that video is awesome. It's not on YouTube. Like Google video that, but it's a cool video, uh, real creepy kind of video. But yeah, I love this song, dude. It's so so weird, but it is like my second favorite off the album. Uh, a lot of people either love it or they did. Uh, I know Terrence hates the song because I posted it one day and he went off on it. Terrence likes to go off on things, but he's a cool dude. I'm, friend oh, yeah, dude, I'm I love... friends with him again, so fuck it. Yeah, dude, Terrence, because he's never done anything to me personally, uh, but yeah, it's just like, yeah, he, he kind of has his moments sometimes, but I'm still cool with, I'm still cool with Terrence, go, you know. But go watch his I just remember one day I, <laughs> I remember one day I posted this song and he went off and I was like, damn. But uh, I love this song, dude. It's so different and just so weird. And again, it's just real creepy. Like, it's just like that, uh, the whole, the whole stalker theme of the song. And like, you feel that kind of like creepiness with it. 
Uh, the original version is good too, and even that version has a video which is very similar to the Queensryche video. Yeah, by uh, Lisa Diabolo or something like that. Yeah, I'll talk about it when I get to it. But um, so we're not going to agree on the worst song on the album, I guess. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, Lee, what do you think about it? Lee? Did he fall asleep? Oh, no. Hold on. Lee, what did you think of this song? Oh, it's a cool Lisa Dalbello cover, and 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 um, she went by just her name Dalbello at that time, but it was Lisa Dalbello, and they do it well, and her version's pretty cool too, and um, you know, um, I I always thought this was cool. I was very glad that they did it because she also, if you're into soul and R and B. She's done that kind of stuff that's really cool, too. It's not like this song, but if you're into cool female singer um, types who write their own songs and they're, you know, pretty cool, check her out. But yeah, I'm surprised and glad that they did a song like this because she definitely needed to have someone cover it because She's a good songwriter, and they do a good job of it. Oh, they <laughs> and do, Jeff Tate, definitely. And, and Jeff Tate kind of looks like Lisa Dalbello oh, in God, some we ta- pictures. Can we talk about that look that they had? Oh, my God. Yeah, he looked like a vampire. Stop. <laughs> Dude, he had like the... Um, I remember because I, I knew him from the EP, and I think like uh, my dad had that hearing aid VHS, so, and Jeff Tate was on that. I just remember seeing, and that was from this time, I just remember seeing that haircut, I'm like, what the fuck is on his head? Like, did he, like, go to get a haircut and, like, leave halfway through? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, but I love the look because it's so, it is so weird. It's like the Kiss Elder look, you know, it's just so bizarre and not yeah. like them, but it's so cool, though, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, with the trench coat and shit. <laughs> yeah, fucking Scott Rockenfield looked like the Bride of Frankenstein. Like the skunk hair. Yeah, so... Yeah. What, that could be a good name of a goop, skunk hair. <laughs> skunk hair. I could see that being a band name. <laughs> I, I always wanted to name a group Schwackhammer, but I don't even know how to spell that. <laughs> Schwackhammer? Schwackhammer. I could. Get schwacked by the... <laughs> get schwacked yeah. by the Schwackhammer. Schwackhammer? You better trademark that shit, Mark. <laughs> somebody will listen to it and watch make a band out of it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. You're like, damn it, you owe me royalties. I think Schwackhammer's an original name, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this song, I said, this is the cover. We already said that, but Debello, they didn't change it really. They sped it up slightly with better guitars. And in the mm-hmm. video, they're they're both stalker songs. And even the videos are similar. It's a good song, but it's not my yeah. favorite off here. I think that was actually the first drug video I saw was Gonna Get Close to You because I remember the knocking sound. Yeah, me too. I liked the video and I thought it was creepy and I liked the song, but I didn't buy the album until I got Operation Mindcrime. So, yeah, I was the same way. I, I thought it was kind of a cool song, but it didn't make me go out and get this album. No, I, I don't know why they only released one video. They could have did Walk that, in the Shadows. That's... If I was to say one thing about this song, like a complaint, I feel like this shouldn't have been the single. I feel like maybe Walk in the Shadows would have been a better lead single. Or even London. I, 
London would have been great. London too, yeah. Like I just feel this song. It's like as as much as I love it, I just feel this is not like the right choice for like a single, especially the first single. Especially, it's not their song. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know. It's one like, of your songs, or you make money off of it. <laughs> but that's yeah. sort of what groups did back then. They sort of had hits with songs that they either wrote nothing or very little to. Yeah. So let's get to the uh, the next song, which is uh, the Killing Words. What do you think about this one, Eric? Oh, dude, uh, another great song. Um, this is, like I said, this is an album that was a grower. Now, Walk in the Shadows, I loved right from the start, but then the rest of the album, I was kind of like, eh. This is that song that kind of made me, like, kind of give the album a second chance and then finally made me realize how phenomenal it was. Uh, it's kind of like uh, kind of like the second track, I Dream in Infrared, very melodramatic kind of uh you know kind of a ballad almost and i just i love especially that chorus you know uh they did an acoustic version where like the yeah i didn't really like because it doesn't have that big chorus you know i feel that's what sells the song for me when they're saying it's over like with just everyone great song i give it a i'm just now doing ratings so i give it a five out of five what'd you think about it lee oh yeah in a way it's sort of Remind me of like the group Europe when they're heavy. It's a great pre-operation mind crime song. It sounds mm -hmm. like um, something that um, I wouldn't have thought would be on mind crime until I heard that album. But it, it, it's like when you hear that album, then you can maybe think, oh, okay, yeah, this is this is maybe them hinting at what they will do. And yeah, it's a really good song, and um, um, it's great when I'm drinking. It, it just puts me in a really good mood. It's a really cool song. Yeah, I, I, this is a hard killer ballad. Man, the vocals and the guitar's rhythm are killer. I love this song. When he says, you're killing me with words, those guitar riffs are so good. And then the song, oh my god, damn, fuck. I love the the harmonics they use on with their guitars. It's just Queensryche sound right there. Freaking killer. Oh, guitar. yeah. And then we get to the last song on side one, if you have the vinyl, which I want. So if anybody knows where to pick up this vinyl, let me know. Uh, Surgical <laughs> Strike, because I only have Operation Mindcrime. A Surgical Strike by, uh, what do you think about this song, uh, Eric? Uh, great song. It's another, like, just kind of straightforward, you know, metal song. Uh, much like, you know, kind of like Walk in the Shadows. Uh, great tune. Um, you know, uh, just great high notes by Jeff once again, especially in the chorus. Um, man, I could, I, I mean, it's a fucking killer tune, man. What can you say? Five out of five. What'd you think about it, Lee? Oh, um, um, very cool, um, kind of queen of the reich sounding thing you know like it, it it reminds me of the stuff that they did on their ep as if they were sort of revisiting that a little bit but but even better it's I, it's 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 a really good song i could hear it being on the ep you know like i feel like this yeah. could have been a song written for the ep and didn't get used and then they just yeah. kind of add in this production style to it to make it fit in yeah yeah um this is my favorite song off the album this song rules dude all right um freaking 
this uh, Eddie Jackson is pumping the bass on this song. Oh, he, and that's he is a very underrated bass player. Oh fuck yeah, he's so good, man. I I heard that's underrated. Nikki Six though. And then freaking Scott is killing it on the drums and the dual leads and then the keyboard break. Love this song, man. Fucking great song. This is a song I would have picked as the four, the fifth song to play, but I'm going fucking... People go listen to yourself and make your own fucking opinion. <laughs> I love this song, man. Just listen to this whole album. Yeah, this like, whole don't, album don't just listen to this song. Just get this album. It's not a bad song. On, spoiler alert. Not a bad oh, there song. Oh, is And then... Uh, I like gonna get close to you is not my favorite, but it's not bad. <laughs> uh... Oh yeah, the song that's my least favorite is still a great song. It fits perfectly with the album. Yeah, and then then we get to the next song, which is let's see if I can say New Ragal. New Ragal, which yeah, New Ragal is French for New Order. So this is the track you picked, uh, Eric. So before we get into yep. the review, here's New Ragal from uh, Queensryche on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
did you pick that track uh new regal eric um this is one this is uh because it was one you know until speak and take hold of the flame kind of took over this was my favorite queensrack song for a long time and it is my tied with another song for my favorite off the album uh but i love the song dude it's very like epic it's like uh very epic very dramatic yet again um just very phenomenal you know i feel like if you like just straightforward metal you can get into it if you're more into the progressive kind of stuff you can get into it and just that chorus is you know nominal um i love the ending too it's kind of like uh that one Def leopard song gods of war where you hear explosions in the background like these you know Faded in the background. It's just a very great song, and it's the epic, definitely the epic of the album. Uh, yeah, this one's five out of five, and my third. Now it's my third favorite Queensrÿche song after "Speak" and uh, "Take Hold of the Flame," but it was my number one for a long time. So, what you do think? What you think about it, Hacker Lee? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not like Pink Floyd, but in areas it's atmospheric like how Pink Floyd is atmospheric, it's a really good song. And if you hadn't picked it, Eric, I would have picked it. In fact, I was trying to make it be a song that was a joint pick because I liked it so much. But I'm glad yeah. you did because it's one of my favorites on here. Oh, that's the main song. 
This is a very spacey song, and the vocal effects rule. And Scott, again, on the drums, man, he, like I said, he is so underrated. I killed it on this song. This band is so theatrical, like you said earlier, and they take it oh, to yeah. a nude level on this album. Freaking love it. It's like, this is Pink Floyd Part 2. Pink Floyd left the theatrics, and now they come in and take their mantle, you know? Yep. 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 It's freaking awesome. And then the next album is totally a rock opera. It's like The Wall. It's like Queensryche's Wall. I think, oh, yeah, I think it's the better than Pink Floyd's The Wall, even though I love I The Wall. I think so, too. Uh, mine, I love, and I love The Wall, uh, but Mind Crimes just, you know, that's my favorite album just of all time. That's my number one favorite yeah. album. Because The Wall has little lulls in it, like it drops for me a little bit here and there. Yeah, it, it Well, does. my thing, I think with The Wall, where I feel Mind Crime is slightly better, is I can listen to Mind Crime as a whole, and it's perfect, but I can also listen, each song I can listen to and enjoy like a, as on its own, whereas there's some songs on the wall where it's like they don't sound right unless you hear it with the full album. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because you can listen to Mind Crime songs separately unless it's the. Oh yeah, the like I love like Speak and you know uh, the Needle it's so Lies. Like, it's so like someone say, "Excuse me, but I um, want to know if," or they say, "Oh, oh, I know where you have to go. All you have to do is turn on." kind of like that that's sort of how the wall is it's like you have to hear the next song to hear the rest yeah it's like it all it like fits together where like every there's certain songs you have to hear this one before it for it to yeah. make sense or to fully <laughs> get it yeah it, and then uh i already said my review on this song and then we get to the next one which lee picked chemical youth we are rebellion by queensrike on the freeform rock podcast
That was Chemical Youth, We Are Rebellion. Why did you pick that track, Lee? Oh, it's a great anthemic metal song. To me, this is like um, if, if they did a video like Megadeth's Wake Up Dead where the people are like um, shaking their fists and banging against the, um, you know, the, the gate and, and, and just being totally out there. This, this song is like I could imagine them being up on stage, almost like Kiss, and they're shake, shaking their face, saying "We are rebellion," and everyone's with their weird makeup, just you know, rushing down the street like Michael Jackson's Thriller Zombies, and just totally Streets of Fire movie kind of thing. It's a really cool song. I think that this this could have been their version of what the Who did with with Bob O'Reilly's Teenage Wasteland. This is like Chemical Youth. We are Rebellion. Yeah, man, I could see it. So what did you think about it, Eric? Oh, man, so this is actually... I love this song, but this is my least favorite. But man, oh. I, I love it though. It's a great song. Uh, I even love the part where they're like, "If we can't stand together, we." I love that part, and everyone always seems to have a bag on that part. But I love it. Uh, again, it's my least favorite, but that's like you know, that's like you know, like uh, to quote Ralph Vieira, that's like uh, saying that's the worst blowjob I ever came to. Yeah, <laughs> great song. <laughs> That's funny. It, so we didn't get to the one that I thought was the the. Even yeah. though it's good, it's not it's not my favorite. We're we all, haven't gone to that yet. We're all disagreeing. We, we all on have a, yeah yeah. I think that's kind of funny. Yeah, we're all disagreeing on the on the worst songs yeah. on the album, which is like he said, yeah. worst blowjob I ever yeah. came to. Um, <laughs> and then I I think about this song is like I it's a good rocket song. Risk for days on this song cool yeah. gang vocals and then they bring it down to a killer bridge and it ends the song <laughs> it's like the bridge doesn't it just bridges out i'm like whoa yeah, yeah. that's freaking cool i like that <laughs> you're just like okay we're going off the bridge that's it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you thought there's gonna be more sorry we're ending it with the bridge i never yeah, heard that I before that was weird about the song too it's just like wait a minute is it wait it's over I know. I thought it was going to go yeah. into another part, and it's <laughs> over. I wonder if there was another part, and he said, well, we're time constraints there, on the record. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I wonder if that's what the case was. <laughs> or yeah, maybe they did write, like, an extra part for it, and it just didn't fit, and they're like, fuck it, we don't got time, just get rid of it, just end it. Well, if they didn't, uh, Tate and Wilton need to get together and finish it. <laughs> Either that, or maybe some guy accidentally needed to tie their shoelaces, and they cut off some of the tape with the music and tied their shoelaces and some you idiot that's a song you just cut because I, I don't think i've ever whatever and so in the studio let's just use as much as we can we can't totally abandon it i thought that was weird it was like a bridge ending i go i never heard that before yeah it I didn't like, even notice. I'll have to. I, I might have to listen to it again change, just to know what you mean. The song changes course, Lee. It goes from <laughs> and it ends differently than the way it started. It's like weird. It's like it, it seemed like a middle like, part, but it was actually the ending. <laughs> yeah, the Queen's right. Queen's right. Interesting. He said, "We're gonna blow your mind with this. You think the song <laughs> is, song is still going, but actually, we're gonna end it and go into London." 
So then we get out. Right, we, got of, <laughs> we got more of the song coming out. Oh, guess what? Fuck you. <laughs> so we get to the next song, London, uh, segue, which, uh, what did you think about that one, uh, Eric? Another phenomenal song, and I feel it's the sister song to New Regal because it's kind of the same, like, mood and the same atmosphere very similar but it stands on its own i love it i love that fucking chorus that london that chorus are just chanting london and it's just so kind of like evil sounding and uh god i love it just that chorus i mean uh then again very cinematic you know i could see that i could see that song being used in a movie and like have it work very well uh great song yeah, and they didn't write this about Nikki Six's group London either. Uh, oh. It's a little joke. Oh, uh, yeah. Fuck A. Jackson. That Nikki Six, he's very underrated. I know, man. Poor Nikki. Fucking, he thinks he's the best place, bass player ever. Uh, have you met Getty Lee? Okay. Or freaking. Yeah, have an intervention Or John Entwistle? Uh, <laughs> go talk to some real bass and, players. And Pete Way. Pete it's Way. funny because. He, he went on to, like, right after Pete Way died, Nikki Six went on to say, oh, he was one of my biggest influences playing bass, yet I read The Dirt multiple times. I never heard him mention UFO as, like, a band that was influenced, he was influenced by, or yeah. hear him mention Pete Way. It's like, really, dude? Really? Horrible. <laughs> he's just, he just is an opportunist. And he names himself as an underrated bass player in, like, the next interview he does, right after Pete Way died, and he went on that whole thing. And it's like, really? Like, come on, man. And he's the one who wrote first band on the moon. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and a fucking moon. Our our buddy Vincent Cabanas looked up his tabatures for Motley Crue songs. He goes, This is so basic, it ain't funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Maybe he means he's a he's the best showman of a bass player. I don't know. But that's Gene Simmons. Buddy. He's, not, he's not even a showman. <laughs> I, I saw the I remember seeing the final tour. Uh, with my friend Nick Mills, and there's literally like a whole part of the show where Nikki Six just comes out on stage with a microphone. And he's like telling the story, like, "Oh, when I was a kid, I I took this knife and like put it in my arm, and like he went on this whole thing. He's like, that's what Motley Crue's all about.' And everyone just cheered. And I'm like, dude, you could have played another song. Like, come like, on, what the hell was that about? Like shit, you you, <laughs> took, you took the blood spitting from Kiss, so. Uh, yeah. and they gave Kiss shit about ripping off their tour it's like you guys have been ripping off Kiss like you know forever yeah they sure have uh, so yeah. what do you, you think about London Lee um, it's a sleeper song it's good but if one song could have been left off maybe this one this is maybe my least favorite only because of the beat and after hearing some of the other songs it gets to be where it's like a little bit much if I'm hearing on my own I mean on on its own without the other songs I have no problem with it but it's just concentrated like that it's like it makes me feel like after I hear chemical youth I want to just maybe take it off the needle just long enough to have a little break and then get back to it so I do like it it is a good song it's just the song that is maybe the least favorite of mine on here. Yeah, I love the way the song starts <clears throat> slow and Jeff is singing so sweet. It's like ear candy. And love the chorus when they are all singing London, like you said, Eric. Oh, it's awesome. Amazing. I love it. And this is a mid-tempo. And those, those dual lead guitars, 
It's like they're singing with them. They're making their own yeah. lyrics without singing. It's fucking amazing. Hell fucking yeah. love it. It's like, I think they listen to Thin Lizzy a lot because they took that dual lead harmony and took it to a new level with it, you know? Yeah, it's like they took that idea and they're like, that's cool. Let's do, let's like take that, but like let's do something different with it. And like they add their whole own style to it. And it's when Jeff took them off offline on the last few albums. They didn't have that. That was gone. Oh yeah, like I said, dude. I think it's Jeff. Jeff doesn't really. He's not a metal guy or like a hard, hard rock guy, you know. And I feel like once when DeGuermo left, he kind of got full control, and it pretty much became the Jeff Tate show. Because I really, because if you listen to Jeff Tate's solo stuff too, like the new stuff he's putting out solo wise, it's not really metal. It's very proggy, like rock. You know, it's. I feel he was never really the metal guy. And I feel that's why their sound changed so drastically once, like, Guillermo left and he, like, got full control. Yeah, I think DeGarmo was the, the direction of the band. And when they left, uh, Jeff just went all, like, freaking uh, Hitler on them. Sorry, Hitler. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sorry like, for saying he Hitler. He never had really control. Like, uh, he's, a main, he's one of the main songwriters, but he never really had control. It was really... The Guillermo and uh, Tate kind of running the ship. Maybe I'll call him Castro. Yeah, all Castro <laughs> because Hitler, Hitler uh, Castro didn't kill three million Jews, so I don't like comparing anybody to Hitler. I hate that. Um, whoa! I almost fell on a chair. <laughs> Freaking chair! My fat ass almost broke the chair. And then we get to the next song, which uh, you picked, uh, Eric screaming in digital. Yep. So you're screaming digital by Queensryche on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
That was Screaming in Digital. Why'd you pick this track, Eric? Because this is my favorite song off the album. Right on. And thing, here's the thing, though. This was one of those songs that, like, I kind of just, you know, I thought it was okay when I first heard it, but I didn't think it was that great. But the more I listen to this album, the more I just love this song, and to the point now where it is my favorite track off the album. It's so good. I love just how chaotic it sounds. And again, I'm going back to that whole thing about it's cinematic. It's like a movie. To me, this is like, you know, it's the end of the album. It's like that final scene where the guy's fighting all the enemies on, like, this plane, and the plane's taking a nosedive, and he's got to save the girl on the plane and get out in time. It's very chaotic sounding and just very, like, you know, like they're pushing the button for the nuclear bomb to go off, and you got to stop it, and everyone's freaking out. I love this song, and then I'm a huge Terminator fan, and goddamn, that keyboard in the yeah. song sounds just like the Terminator theme, but I love this song. There's just so much to love about it, and again, it's just that whole, it's so chaotic and just crazy, and it, it really feels like, you know, that last action scene of, like, a really good movie. What'd you think about it, Lee? Oh, yeah, it's another great pre- Occupation Mind Crime song. One of the best songs on the album. I I think it's really good. I think that there's, you know, um, not that, I mean, the reason I didn't pick it was because there's about maybe three or four other songs I could have picked also. But I mean, it's, it's I, I agree with you. It's a really good song. Yeah, I could, like you said, very theatrical. I could see them writing a whole movie just from this song. It's like, oh, they, and then, I mean, they, Operation Mindcrime, the next album they did, it's like, that. I could see that being like one of those Netflix shows or something. I could see people yeah. like that. They you were know? supposed to make a movie of it. Uh, Jeff was working on that for years, and it just didn't come to fruition. And, but, uh, that, that, like I said, I think that would be a great, like, movie. Yeah, great movie. And the thing about this album, the songs have aged well. It's like you can I sing so this too. song, especially now. Everything's in fucking digital music. Everything's yeah. in fucking digital CDs and shit. This song could. None of these songs are dated. None of them. It's fucking. No, a, not it's, at all. It's like, amazing like, how this album has aged really good. Like you said, they use like those kind of like 80 sounding keyboards in some parts, but the thing is, the way they use them, how they don't overuse them, is what makes it not sound dated and fit with the album. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like that whole, it like has that theme of like a very dystopian like uh, apocalypse where just technology runs everything. Like very much like uh, like the Terminator movie. Um, it has that kind of like that theme through it. And you have the songs like Screaming in Digital and like, uh, you know, New Regal, Surgical Strike. Like even the titles like sound very like apocalyptic, you know, technology's taken over and rules us kind of deal. Yeah, that's a great song, and I just, yep. it's my second favorite off the record. I love the keyboards, All right. and those riffs they play with Jeff is singing over in the beginning is a ruling. Yeah. This this song rules. I can't explain the, how the leads are so good on here. Michael and Chris, man, they rule. They need to get back together. Oh, they're very underrated as a they guitar duo. They need to get duo. back together It's a guitar duo. You always hear freaking this guitar duo, this guitar duo. You never hear DeGomer and Wil Wilton. Yeah, the Garmo Wilton and for because I'm I like Merciful Fate. Uh, you never hear about 
uh, Denner or Sherman because they're they're phenomenal. Those two guys. If if freaking uh, what's his name didn't sing in that band, I'd probably like it. <laughs> oh, dude, there's a lot of people I know too who like they love the like the music for Merciful Fate, but they just don't like King Diamond's voice, and it is an acquired taste. His voice is like. I feel it just fits the music because he's so he's so evil sounding. He sounds like like he's like a demon or something. So that's where I feel it fits with the music. Um, yeah. But yeah, those two guys are phenomenal guitarists. Yeah, I just can't get into King Diamond. I tried, but the music is good, and I've heard that it took Dur me a while. That Dermer Sherman album, and it sounds better. <laughs> oh, I love that Dermer Sherman album. It's really good. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Have we already talked. To, have we talked to you? I already did mine. Da, da, I got lost because we went off the topic. <laughs> so we get to the last track of the album, which Lee picked, I Will Remember. And this is what? a total DeGarmo pen song, just like The Whisper was all DeGarmo. So here's uh, I Will Remember on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Okay, that was I Will Remember. Why'd you pick that track, Lee? Oh, it's a great ballad. It's very moody. And and I really, really um, like it a lot. Um, when I first heard it, I thought, it's interesting because this isn't metal. This is totally just not metal, but it worked. And I thought, that's that's very interesting. But to me, this is... This is a thumbs up for me song. What did you think about it, Eric? <coughs> I love this song. Uh, very beautiful song, and I love the way they end the album with this. You know, sometimes I love when you know real good hard rock, heavy metal albums end with like a soft like song, like kind of like uh, "Far Beyond Dream" by Pantera ends with the Plant Caravan cover, and I feel too it fits too with that whole kind of. You can tell they're, they probably were kind of going for a cinematic thing, like to make this sound like kind of like a movie. And I feel it's the perfect way to end it. Like, you know, this like the ending, this is the credits, the good guy wins. And it's just so beautiful, you know. And after such a chaotic song like Screaming Digital, it's only appropriate that you end it with something real soft and real beautiful, very melodic. I love this song. It's, uh, it's a beautiful song. And, uh, this is one, like, even, like, if, like, someone you know doesn't like metal, they'll probably like this song because it's, you know, it's very soft and very, uh, very well written. Yeah, it's a very well written, a good ballad to close this great album. I usually don't like slow songs to end a record, but this works and kind of leads up to the next album, Operation Mindcrime. And I yeah. also love the acoustic guitars on here. This is a fucking awesome record and very underrated. If you're if you're getting into Queensryche or whatever, maybe start with this album and then go backwards, <laughs> you know, or start with a uh, Mindcrime and go backwards because you won't. You won't oh yeah, Mindcrime. Mindcrime's a great starting point. Uh, this one, like I said, this one, you know, I mean, unless you're really into progressive. Uh, rock or progressive metal but this is one too sometimes it's kind of a grower but man it's give it a few like if someone doesn't get this album i always like just keep listening keep listening you will get it and you will love it because it's phenomenal yeah and then we uh that was our review of of um rage for order and uh members of the band in case you don't know jeff tate lead vocals quick keyboards chris DeGarmo lead uh guitars lead guitars uh, Lead guitar on tracks 1, 4, 5, 8, 9, and 10. 12 string guitar, and I will remember. And backing vocals. Michael Wilton guitars. Lead guitars on track 1, 2, 6, and 9, and 10. Backing vocals. And then Eddie Jackson, phenomenal bass player. Bass and backing vocals. And Scott Rockenfield, fucking great drummer. Drums are percussion. Oh, yeah. And this was produced by Neil Kernan. He did the engineering and mixing. And the com album concept was Queensryche. So this is a great record if you guys want to check it out. Uh, get out there and listen to it. Uh, there's nothing more we could say about it. We just like uh, freaking licked this album's balls today. All of us. All really. up in there. <laughs> All up in there. We were getting the, yeah. the chum and shit. <laughs> it's a fucking great record. Even the songs we didn't really like, we liked. So that that yeah. that's That's unusual, but I think that as a change of pace, that's a good thing. Yeah, because we've been getting an albums like you didn't like, I didn't like, you didn't like, I didn't like. <laughs> yeah, it was just a screaming. Is, I you were screaming like... for vengeance. <laughs> yeah, it was like, um, um, I didn't like it as much, or you're, I didn't like it as much, but we both agreed we liked it. Kind of okay. like that. We'd like to thank you, Eric. Actually, listening to, oh, uh, dude, thank you for having me on the show, and thank you for yeah, thank you, with, Eric. Uh, 
Thank you for dealing with all the, you know, the the two reschedulings we had to do. And uh, consider your name change on Facebook to Freeform. That sounds really good. No, hey, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> hey, you weren't on their podcast. No, I'm joking. <laughs> well, this will come out in a, in a couple weeks because I'm an episode right. ahead. And uh, I'll, I'll tag you in it when we release it and you can promote it. Oh, yeah, dude. And I'll be I'll, sure to share it and tell everyone go listen to Freeform Rock Podcast. Yeah, we need a lot of people getting on there because Lee don't help me. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's on purpose because... I don't know anyone who is obscure like I am that will like what I like. All right, man, but this is a study of Lizzie Borden now. I'd be happy to come back on and do a Lizzie Borden review in the future. We could pop Lee could pick it because he probably knows him better than I do. Oh yeah, either that or I can pick a group totally that 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 you don't even know. (laughs) But 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 you might be scared. But 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 hey, I'll I'll try. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get to the tracks of the week. And Lee, you picked a song, a band called Bang Windfair. Yeah. I didn't get to listen to it. What does it sound like? It 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 sounds good. Okay, that's good. It, it sounds it sounds kind of like maybe a combination slightly of maybe the lyrical content of um what's what's um Striper, but with a slightly less heavy version of Queen Strike. But maybe with a kind of a bluesy edge. Cool. And then I picked uh, Striper Blood from Above, their new single. And their new album will be out September 4th, which I already have the final and CD pre-ordered. And I'm kind (laughs) of scared because everybody else has got the tracking numbers, but I haven't. But I I printed my receipt, bitches, so I better get that fucking album. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I I can't wait, man, for that new album to come out. I love those two songs that they released so far. God, I haven't. I've never disliked anything Michael Sweet has done. So, dude, maybe. he's phenomenal. I even love his like uh, his because I'm Christian, you know. So, for being the big metalhead I am, uh, I am Christian. Uh, I love like his uh, even like his gospel albums he did are very good. Yeah, I'm a Christian too. Uh, Lee's just, Lee just believes in a higher power, which nothing wrong with that. Uh, I, yeah. yeah, I believe in universality, but I'm not against any religion. Yeah, me and him getting get into text discussions on this sometimes. I and, think I heard. Yeah. And, I but, but I mean, I used to be Christian. It's, it. it's just that it's that I'm not. I'm not. Not not religious now. We did. A That's po- all. We did a Lee Gershman podcast with Lee Gershman Show podcast talking about this stuff. So if you guys yeah. want to check that out, plug for Lee Gershman podcast. I'm on there. Yeah. We're discussing religion. Yeah. All right. And then uh, we get to uh, your track, uh, Eric, Saber, Demons Calling. Sabir. Sabir. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, I wanted to pick because, you know, with the times we're in right now, you know, bands like Motley Crue, Kiss, those bands are doing fine. We're, there's a lot of great new, you know, metal bands or hard rock bands out there that, you know, they're really struggling right now because, you know, obviously – People don't really buy albums anymore and they're touring they can't tour so i really wanted to pick a band that you know it's like a newer band and you know for all the people to say oh there's no good new music out there well Bullshit. this band's phenomenal they're very they're very much like uh wasp and uh you know if you like wasp you'll like them i think the singer sounds kind of like the guy from Fastway. so yeah. i mean it's a new a new metal band to check out they're young they're hungry and they do got they're working on a new album so check it out 
And also, yeah, we did two uh, newer bands, one the Pinpricks and one Smackbound with uh, Nita Lorraine. And uh, Pinpricks was Ranja Kaminsky. And they're really good bands. If you like like punk and rock, the Pinpricks. If you I'll like, check them out. If you like metal and a great singer, uh, uh, well, Ranja's really good too, but Nita Lorraine's really good. I put up some videos uh, by her doing uh, Don't Talk to Strangers. The band oh, nice. doing that, and sh and then somebody commented says I usually don't like women singers trying to do male vocals, but she did it awesome. <laughs> oh, do you gotta send me the links then? Yeah, and also they did Ingve Malmsteen, where the, the, the guy, the guitar player in Smackbound, really does a good Ingve. Mm -hmm. Even the guy oh, did, he goes, man, he did a good. I'll send you the links after this. All right. uh, and dude, but, you gotta check out. Uh, um, I mentioned his band earlier, but because uh, I know you definitely will probably like them. Uh, my buddy Dang has a band called Enemy, and I'll send you their like you know some of their material. Uh, they're very good, man. Very much like Van. They're like very much like you know early '80s Van Halen, Rat, and like Kiss. So they're more like for like the '80s like kind of hair metal and stuff. But dude, they're phenomenal. A bunch of young kids, man. I I just love seeing that, dude. I always give them some support. Uh, I just love seeing, you know, young kids getting in the, you know, heavy metal music or hard rock. So definitely check them out. I'll send you some links, but Enemy from New Jersey. Yeah, it's, I, I love that too. And I also like the band Rival Sons, a newer band too. So um, Oh, they're really good. They've been around, I first heard them in like 2012. Yeah, but they're still new. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like, uh, yeah, the freaking, they sound kind of like, you know, like early White Snake, you know, like 70s White Snake. They have a great sound, great drummer, great guitar. Oh, yeah, dude. Band. Phenomenal. They opened up for Black Sabbath, too. It's just fucking cool. Hell, yeah. So uh, here's our uh, tracks of the week. And we also have Lee's track of the week, Holding Hands. Lee, you love to hold hands, don't you? Lee, did you mute you again? All right. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I, I, I was listening. Yeah, I was talking about your track, Holding Hands, Lee. Oh, oh, okay. And I was and I was thinking, wow, that's cool that he's, you know, talking about it and I'm listening. <laughs> uh, that that was weird. But no, yeah. I um I was while you were talking about I was trying to think what what track did I pick? So while I was thinking what track did I pick, you were talking about it. But yeah, <laughs> no, that 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 was an earlier song that I did that was um, you know, just um for fun. And, and 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 I guess the 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 words mean a lot, but but music it was just um, one of a few songs that I wrote that day. Nice. So we end it with a uh, bang wind fair striper blood from above, Sabir, Sabir, or, Sabir, yep, uh, demons calling, <laughs> and Lee's track of the week holding hands. And yeah. thank you again, Eric, for being on the podcast. We really appreciate you. Let you. me on, guys. Yeah. No problem. Thank you and, again. And as always, Lee, say goodbye. Okay, I'm saying goodbye.
her plaid button shirt tucked into her jeans belted securely and her rolled up sleeves down 14th Street towards Lakeshore Drive energy connecting fingers entwined holding hands the best part of my day pretty woman she says she will stay touching now one to the night it just feels so right we don't need words to ruin the mood and letting go would be rather rude so we just walk on staying together until it ends whether now or never holding hands the best part of my day pretty woman she says she will stay touching now one to the night it just feels so right You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.